0: Stoveleg Media. Igniting Conversation.
1: Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we're going to share the gospel, a.k.a. the good news, to anyone who has the vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Julie, hey! Hey! Devin, hey, it's so good to see you. What you guys may not
0: realize is that Devin and I are actually on a Zoom call, so we get to see each other's faces while
1: we're recording, and it's great. She has a beautiful smile, so it's just so uplifting. Julie, every time I'm in your presence, whether it's in person or in Zoom, I feel the love, and I enjoy just getting to see your face and your spirit as well. So Julie, I know that you spent the day today by the pool. Yes, I did did you get baptized a few times? I I baptized myself
0: (laughs) a few times in the water. Um, Some neighbors. Just anyone who wanted to come over. Yes, yes, just free baptisms all around. It was a great afternoon. Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk about baptism today and look at Jesus's baptism and and what baptism can mean for us. And I'm joking, of course, about baptizing myself. But (laughs) yeah, and, and by the way, Devin, did you know that um, up until the Middle Ages, like in order to be baptized, like you would have to strip naked?
1: Hey, I'm here for it.
0: (laughs) Let's bring it back. I hear hear you. I mean, church attendance might really...
1: It could go up or it could go down.
0: I might like go into the fig leaf business and then...
1: There you go. (laughs) Yeah, people could just... All you need is a string and a leaf, right? (laughs) That's
0: that's right. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we are really off topic here a little bit, but I don't know, Devin, what was your... Uh, church tradition. Like when you were growing up, did, did what were your thoughts about baptism?
1: Honestly, um, uh, I guess there really wasn't one if that's an answer. Okay. Yeah. Growing up, you know, we attended church but sports got in the way between my brother and I. So I didn't really start getting back into, you know, going to church until end of college, after college. And um I actually didn't get baptized until I was Twenty six, twenty seven. Hmm. Okay. So I never was baptized prior to, and I will talk about that a little bit later on, but my parents kind of wanted to give me that choice.
0: Yeah, I totally respect that. Um, I have a funny story I'm going to tell about my daughter a little bit later. Hi, Taylor. I love you. What's up, T? You're going to be coming up later, but you know, growing up, the church I grew up in was, um, I won't say the denomination. I'm not looking to throw any denomination under the, under the bus, so to speak, but it wasn't really talked about too much. They were more concerned about on Sunday mornings, making sure that people came forward for something that we call an altar call, that we were feeling you know, guilty about our sins and things like that. I don't recall very much talk about baptism. Uh, it wasn't until like you, till I got a little bit older, that baptism was kind of presented as something that we do to follow Christ's example. Uh, To show that, you know, we are following him. So I I wonder sometimes people on the outside looking in, if they think it's a weird tradition, you know, like, hey, we want to throw water on you. Just dunking people for the heck of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's obviously something that Jesus thought was important because he did it. So I want to look at at why uh, Jesus was baptized. And I think there's a couple different ways you could look at this. And and the perspective I'm going to take today, Devin, or that we're going to look at is just one just one perspective, but I think it's a really critical one, especially if people are questioning their identity in Christ. Yeah. If they're questioning if they're good enough, if they're worthy enough, am I the kind of person that God would actually choose to love, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think it's important for us to take a look at this. It's really odd, Devin. I've known churches that have actually split on the issue of baptism, you know, how someone should be baptized and
1: and don't we really forget the main picture here when we start to do that. It doesn't matter how it's done. It's the fact that you are choosing that for your life. Right. Like that's the important message. Yes. Who cares if you're sprinkled on? Who cares if you go fully underwater? What does matter and what we should care about is that you are welcoming Jesus Christ into your life.
0: Yeah. I think about Jesus when he was dying on the cross and how he looked to one side and, and he, he looked at a very repentant, a very remorseful a thief on a cross and he said today you're going to be with me in paradise but only after you get baptized. No I'm joking. He never said that right? So is baptism important? Yes. It identifies us as being followers of Jesus. Is it required in my opinion in my study? No I don't think that it is. But Jesus did it, and so if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Devin, I want you to read. I want you to, to, to use those golden
1: pipes. Just spread the good news for us. <clears throat> <clears throat> there we go. Okay, so in Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven You are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Mm, I was
0: thinking about it. How would this be different, Devin, if we just stopped after verse 9? If it just said that, you know, Jesus came from Galilee. He was baptized by John in the Jordan. It was just a statement of fact. Like boom, done. Like boom, done. Like the next part, the next few verses are everything. They're everything. That this, yes, Jesus is being baptized, but something amazing and miraculous happens. And so that's what I want us to concentrate on. But, you know, I think that baptism, I think when you're baptized, really what it boils down to, Devin, is, is it's a naming ceremony. Hmm. This is God saying from the heavens, this is my son who I love and who I'm well-pleased. And I, I, we talked about this early in Bible study that yeah. the alternate uh, translation for that is who I love and I delight in. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful naming ceremony. And, and and choosing the right name is so important. I remember when Taylor was born. I love the name Taylor. And um, I remember talking to her great-grandmother, you know, introducing Taylor for the first time and and her saying, Oh, what's her name? And I said, Oh, her name is Taylor and and her great grandmother started crying. And I said, Oh, her name was Betty. And I said, Grandma Betty, what's wrong? And she goes, Why did you give her a boy's name? Oh, my gosh.
1: Hey, Devin, I can relate. Julie, though. How did Mama Khan and Big Raj come up with Julie and Jody? since you're twins? I
0: you know what, I'm not really sure. I'll be honest with you. But I can tell you this, that if we would have been boys, our names were going to be Brett and Bart. Brett
1: and Bart. Bart, can you okay. imagine? Man, you have been a fighting in the womb trying to come out first to get Brett Yes, and Bart. I
0: definitely wanted Brett. Okay, I would have been the Brett. I was three minutes older, but yeah, apparently there was an old Western show on in the 60s, which is when I was born, and it was called Maverick. It was like a Western, and the two guys' names, they were brothers, I guess, Brett and Bart Maverick, and my dad dug it, and so yeah. That's hilarious. Poor Jody, she would have been like, Bart, Bart the fart. I mean, like oh. she would ju- it would just been awful childhood. But yeah, I laugh. but names are really they really are important, and they're powerful. And I think that when we're baptized, it's a powerful moment, too. I think this is where Jesus is saying, "You're my son. You're my daughter, whom I love, and I delight in. Mm. I started thinking, I, I mean, growing up as a twin, of course, a lot of people would define me by Jody's characteristics or or her by my characteristics, like, you know which one is smarter which one is which one is the better athlete or you know we allow so many other things to define us and to name us yeah
1: looks money labels other people's labels i can so relate to this i um honestly just recently the past year and a half and prior i know i struggled with the labels other people put on me mm-hmm. You know, I really took pride in being, quote, a good friend or outgoing, strong, determined. And I do love all those things. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with those things. But it was when somebody else gave me that identity and then when they took it away is when I struggled.
0: Oh my gosh, Devin, that's powerful.
1: And I think when I did get baptized, and I'll talk about this a little bit later too. I know we're doing a lot of like sneak peeks, but... When I fully came step for step with my walk with Christ, those labels can be taken away from me now and I'm okay with it. Mm. But before January of 2021, that's what crushed me. That's what put me down to my rock bottom is because people put labels on me and they can so easily take them away and then I was left with no identity.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So powerful. Thank you for sharing that.
0: We all know the dangers of of Facebook. Facebook has definitely has its its place, and, it, and its good aspects, but, you know, I heard Richard Rohr say not too long ago that the ego is never satisfied, mm. and there was a PBS documentary that came out a long time ago when Facebook first came out called The Generation of Like, and how many of us allow ourselves to be defined by how many likes we get, or how many followers yes. we get, and yet still the most powerful name that's given to us is the name that God gives us, son or daughter, whom he loves and delights in. But yet we we take that name and we kind of put it up on a shelf and we kind of forget about it because we have so many
1: other competing voices, don't you think? I totally agree with you, Julie, especially in today's society where, you know, social media has become so toxic and um, it's really changed. And I've seen it change um, the younger generation and the fact of, They don't have an identity besides the identity that they put on social media.
0: It creates almost what I would call a false intimacy.
1: Yes, 100%. Like people see me, but they really don't know me. Mm -hmm. Or do
0: I know myself? Yeah. It's all about uh, keeping the persona up, right? And um, yeah, and that's a whole other, oh my gosh, Devin, we could devote an entire podcast to that whole identity. Mm aspect. But we'll get back to the whole baptism thing. But I know that all of you who are listening definitely track with that. But let's talk about why it was so important for Jesus to kind of get in the water. Why was it important for him to do that? It was interesting, his cousin, whose name was John the Baptist, John the Baptizer, if you will, right? Yeah, guy that went out and baptized. Um, He was, I don't know if you know too much about him, but he was pretty much like the shock jock kind of guy of his time. He uh, liked to eat locusts. He wore, like, camel hair. I like John. I like the energy he's bringing. Kind of out on the fringe, right? You know what's crazy is I don't know if people went out to see him because they wanted to see the wild man, and once (laughs) they saw him, they're like, oh, my God. Captivated. Yes. Like, they went out of sheer curiosity, and then once they heard his message of, like, the coming of the kingdom of God, they're like, we're buying into this. And so he was inviting people to be baptized for, they say, repentance, you know, and we talked about repentance, meaning not just feeling sorry for your sins. That's what I was told as as I was growing up, but it's a changing of the mind, right? A changing of how we're going to do life, a changing of how we're going to see the kingdom here on earth. And so he was preaching this to people. And okay, so imagine you're in the Jordan river and John is baptizing you. So that you can be part of the kingdom of God and you look over and God is right beside you.
1: Whoo, hello. Wait, naked or not?
0: No, I think, <laughs> I don't know. You know, they left that out of scripture. i like to imagine my Jesus fully clothed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I think the people in the water were missing the irony, the situation. You know, that Jesus, here he is in the water with us. In, in the water with us sinners, The people who came to dedicate their life to God, like I said, and God is in the water. Just an equal with us. That's it. Exactly. He didn't come to Lord over his perfection. He didn't enter the water and say, look at me. I'm the perfect rabbi, the perfect Messiah, and I'm here, and I'm going to show you guys. No, you know, what I love about Jesus, Devin, is we mentioned ego earlier about how our ego is never satisfied, and Jesus never had an ego. Well,
1: he's the definition of a perfect leader if anyone was an athlete growing up you hated the coaches who just like yelled at you the whole time and you know made you get on the line for no reason but you love the coaches who would buy into you as well and like do the work with you alongside you those are the best leaders and that's what exactly what jesus was doing here yeah
0: in the water for no other reason than to just be in the water with
1: us i think sometimes we
0: focus so much on Jesus on the cross when his ministry kind of started coming to an end, but and we forget about how his ministry started with us. Ooh, that's good. If you go back and look at that in in Mark, and I think some of the other Gospels leave it out, but it mentions that the heavens tore open, and and a voice was heard. And I don't know about you, but like if I take this paper, and y'all are going to hear it on it, but if I rip this paper and I try to get it back to be, it's never going to perfectly go back right once something is ripped open it is ripped open and I think God was saying heaven's ripped open and a voice calls out and affirms who Jesus is it's like God is like we're not going back we're not going back oh how could you like the kingdom is here it's it's not just some time away it's here it's now oh that's beautiful uh, yeah it really is a beautiful thing a beautiful thing do you think that baptism, though, has a way of freaking people out a little bit? Yeah, I think it's
1: intimidating, 100%. Yeah, well, how so? like, how do you think so? Because I feel like it's a before and after baptism. You know, before there was a reason why you wanted to get baptized, but then after it's like, okay, now I have to be straight-laced. Now I can't <laughs> mess up. Now I have to be perfect. Oh, yeah. You know what's interesting is when Taylor was, oh, maybe
0: about eight or nine years old, and uh, her father and I were heavily involved in ministry, um, she expressed an interest to be baptized, but she didn't want to talk to me or her dad about being baptized. She wanted to talk to the pastor. So the pastor was our friend, Steve. And so Steve met with her after church one day, and he's talking to her like, hey, baptism is, you know, you're saying that you understand who Jesus is, and and you want to dedicate your life to love and live like he did. And I don't know all the words that Steve said, but I just remember she finishes talking to him and comes back to her father and I, and she goes, uh, I don't think I want to do this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm out. I am out. But you know what I appreciated was her little mind was understanding that it came with some intention. Mm. It wasn't just something that you did to get in the water and get wet, like. That it was an intention that you were making. It was a sign of a relationship that you were developing with Jesus. And I think
1: her little eight-year-old mind knew that she just wasn't really there yet. I love that you said it came with intention. Like, you didn't use the word responsibility there. Because when you get baptized, it is the, I like to say, like the first step Mm. of your walk in Christ. And the coolest thing about baptism is this. It doesn't just have to be in the water Like, I got baptized in 2017, I think it was. And yes, that was my first intentional walk with Christ. But I always say that I got baptized in January of 2021 Mm. because that is when my heart transformed. That was when things started clicking for me. Mm. And it wasn't in water. So when you get baptized, like we were saying, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect from here on out. This is just the beginning of your work in progress.
0: Yeah, I think some people think, okay, I go down in the water, and I'm dirty, and I'm despicable, and I'm sinful, and when I come up, then I'll be clean, and I'll never sin again. That's a beautiful thought, but wholly and totally unrealistic. Right. Right? If you come out of that water perfect, no longer sinning, then you have no use for Jesus anymore in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. And I... I've known too many people then who are really hard on themselves. They, they say, well, I was baptized here and you hear the word backslid, you know, that I was living for Christ or I was living for Jesus and I just really messed up and they feel like they can never go back to,
1: to where they once were. It goes back to the prodigal son story.
0: Just come home.
1: It's okay. And we can keep coming home. That's the awesome part is that a baptism isn't an end all be all. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. and there could be numerous amounts of baptisms in your life. You know, I've had people talk to me about, I used to
0: teach a class on, on baptism. at least what we would do is at the church I had previously attended is if someone expressed an interest in being baptized, I would meet with them and, and we would talk about baptism. and there are many people, again, I'm not looking to throw any other denomination under the bus, but there are some people that believe you have to be baptized in order to go to heaven, in order to be in good standing. And I had a, an interesting talk with a lady who had some of that spiritual baggage. Um, she had always heard that growing up and she had decided she wanted to be baptized. And so I told her the story and I use this analogy a lot. It would be like uh, me meeting a stranger on the street. You know, and as, let's say it was a guy named Joe and I said, hey Joe, you wanna get married? Let's get married. And I, and I take a ring And I put it on his finger and he says, I just happen to have a ring here too. And he puts it on my finger, right? So we exchanged rings. We did the action. And so now we're married, right? Because we exchanged the rings and we know that's a total load of bull crap because the action isn't what makes two people married. It's a representation of the relationship that already exists. Yes. When I officiated your wedding, you and Katie exchanged the rings because I knew that a love relationship existed between the two of you, and we were celebrating that through that action. Mm -hmm. But even had you never even exchanged rings, the relationship is still there. It's the same way with baptism. Baptism is just an action to represent that you have a relationship with Christ. An intentional relationship with Christ. The baptism itself doesn't, quote, save you. It's the beginning of the saving. Yes. I love the way you're saying that. It's the beginning of the saving. It's the beginning
1: of saying, I know I need Jesus in my life. I can't do this without you. Mm, No. That's when everything changed for me. That's when when I say that I got baptized without the water. That's when I was at my rock bottom. I had lost my identity. Mm. And I needed his identity for me. Yeah. I had to say, I can't do this on my own anymore. Let's walk together through this. That's baptism. It is. It's a beautiful baptism.
0: So... Let's go back to the scripture here real quick, because what I want us to understand is what God says of Jesus in this moment is what he says to us. I know that, Devin, when you came to me in 2021 and we started Bible study, one of the first things we talked about was the scripture. We talked about the prodigal son. Yes, we talked about the Good Samaritan. But how many times have I told you, (laughs) Devin, you're a beautiful daughter of God whom he loves and delights in. Every Bible study, you said it to me. Because I think it's important for us to understand that even the world could call us whatever it wants. We want to always come back to this as our foundation. So can you reread verses 10 and 11 one more time?
1: You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Yeah. And I know, Julie, when you say that God says, whom I delight in. That changed everything for me too, because I came from church trauma. I came from baggage in my life. I came from, I thought I wasn't worthy. And to hear him say to me, I delight in you. I am so pleased with you. What more acceptance could you want? I don't think you can want anything else.
0: And I, I so like the word delight so much better than pleased because if, if my mom or my dad would have said, Julie, I'm really pleased with you, to me, that means, okay, I did the right thing. But if someone comes up to me, even if it's my dad, and he says, I really just delight in, your, in our conversation, or I just delight in you, that means, like, he enjoys my presence. Yeah, you get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, we enjoy being in relationship together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand. And that's the feeling. You know, that's the same feeling, the feeling that you have had in in having that saying
1: kind of ingrained in you, Devon. I want that for other people, too. You can't say it or hear it without there being a smile with that. And I just pictured Jesus saying that with a big smile on his face.
0: Yeah, an incredibly proud moment for him. An affirmation, really. I've heard one theologian say that when you have all three parts of the Trinity, which is a deep theological concept. And we can talk about that later, but we have the father's voice, the son, Jesus, who is present in the water. And then the spirit coming down as a dove. When all three parts of God show up in one moment, triple threat, baby, pay attention. It's a big deal. So here we have Jesus beginning his ministry by entering the water with us, being named as a son. And my friends, if you are listening You are sons, and you are daughters, and no one can take that away from you. So the question I think he's asking is, are you being named by other
1: things, or are you being named by me? And are you at home with me, or are you running away from me? But the fine print, we're all going to mess up in our walk with Christ, but we always go back to this, it's the intention in your heart.
0: Yeah, I've messed up a hundred times since we started this podcast which you will beautifully edit out. (laughs) I'll try. Maybe that's what grace is. Grace is the great editor. You know, grace is seeing all the mistakes that we make and saying, okay, I'm going to make up the difference for you on that. Jesus has no expectation that I am going to be perfect after my baptism. And I was baptized in a little country Creek. Um, Devin's been to where I lived before and, and there's a little Creek that runs through our county. Pike County listeners, you know the creek I'm talking about. It is literally called PP Creek. P E E P E E <laughs> and if y'all are listening and you don't believe me, just Google it. PP Creek in Pike County. You're going to find out that it is an actual uh, legitimate thing. But when I was baptized, I was 20, oh my goodness. I think it was 25 years old. I was desperate to be named by God in that moment. Mm-hmm. I had made so many mistakes I felt like in my life and I just needed a fresh start. And the sad part is, friends, is that after my baptism, life didn't necessarily get easier. I was tested all the more. And I failed a lot of times. I failed a lot of times. But God still calls me his daughter.
1: And he still delights in you, Julie.
0: Devin, I love how you've said how, you know, yes, you were baptized with water. But a true baptism came for you in January of 2021 when you felt almost like it was a baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you will, like there was a new opening, there was new understanding, there was new reassurance, there was a new name that was given to you. Your story about about how the labels that others had given you and how those were taken away is just stunningly beautiful, how you had to come back to the foundation of who Jesus said you were, and you had to redefine yourself in that way.
1: Yeah, I didn't give anybody else the power anymore in my life. Yeah. The only power comes from right above. Yeah. And within me.
0: That's the only thing we can depend on. So my friends, if if you find yourself struggling to be defined by other aspects in this world, if if you hear voices that are telling you that you're not good enough, that you never will measure up, that, that perhaps you've gone too far, um, know that those are voices not from God. Remember that you are his sons and daughters whom he loves and delights in. Just sit with that for a while. Take it in and allow that to become your new normal. So what are we going to be talking
1: about next week, Dev? Next week, we're going to jump into Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And this is when Jesus heals the paralyzed man. Yeah, I love this story. This one is yeah. a banger, if you will. A banger. Yeah, like when somebody puts out an album, there's a song oh, on Oh, it's there, a banger? It's like,
0: oh, this is a banger. It really is a good one. And you know what I like? Let's just give it a, a tiny spoiler. Mm-hmm. Because this is not about just uh, one person's faith. This is about like your friends to and their faith and your closest people oh man who you're doing life with and do they have your
1: back and it's Mm. just it jesus it's good news so until then just a reminder you can visit us at stoveleg.com holy and that's where you can submit any prayer request or good news of your own you can also visit us through the amazing facebook page that julia has been working on and that's where she shares some pretty powerful stuff on there throughout the week as well so check it out
0: yeah, so take a look at Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Come ready maybe to learn something new. But as always, um, please feel free to share
1: your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And if you don't like it, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to keep on doing it. We're going to keep on keeping on. <laughs> so on behalf of Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it. May we seek it. May we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends.